on last week's Irrevelations. Boy, this is a good Bible podcast. It is, man. We rock. He sees that the Jews are actually getting serious about rebuilding. So it went from like they were talking about it to now the plan's in place and they're actually building. If I was the Jews, I'm like, didn't I just rape you like 70 years ago? Like, what is all this? What's all this shit? Because they got moved from slave status to more of like a wage slave, where now they owe to their fellow Jews who are charging them interest, which, as we're going to find out, is a big no-no. But basically, Nehemiah's like, and I didn't even take a salary. And he says, listen, you need to go hide in the temple. People are coming to kill you fucking tonight, bro. I Man, I'm starting to hate Nehemiah. Before we turn to the word, I would like to I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed. I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. And pray this simple prayer, Lord, speak to me. Boy, the Antifa deep state has never been so deep more, in more deep awesome. cover. Yeah, more awesome. My God, they are so effective. Um, I'm not quite sure. So uh, today has been, well, I guess this week. This week. Might have been the greatest week in American history. Yeah, I think so. Agree or disagree? Hard agree. So, um... I mean, from our standpoint. As a little time capsule in history, uh, today we're recording, it's January 9th, which means yeah. we've had three full days to digest January 6th, <laughs> where a bunch of Trump supporters in, 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 I guess, full display of their patriotism decided to invade the Capitol and attack, is it senators? It's the Senate, right? It's the Senate that ratifies. It is the Senate, correct. So attacking the Senate <laughs> as they were the ratifying the electoral count. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's all, I mean, because they got into Nancy Pelosi's office. It was a whole yeah. fucking mess. Yeah. But there's what so much, so much good shit. So let, let's talk about some of the facts of the matter. Because I've been okay. watching a lot of footage. In the immediate aftermath, it was a bit of a fucking shit show. And yeah. more and more video is coming out, and it's been three days, and there's a lot to digest. Sure. Because, um, like, yeah, in short, so just, just to sum it up, uh, I'm not quite sure the time, exact timeline. That's I don't know what important. time of the day it was. But I know it started with a MAGA rally. There, there was a specific Stop the Steal rally, but I, Trump had his own name for it. I can't remember what it was. It was on signs all around him. Nah, uh, it was like March on Washington or some shit. Um, and they're just jerking each other off. Giuliani's like, oh, we all know this election was fake. I demand trial by combat. And Don Jr. just being <laughs> traditionally stupid. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, Don Jr. Julie complaining about, like, trans people for some reason. Yeah. That was, whole... like, the highlight of his speech was about trans people. <laughs> Something we all can agree to hate, right? Yeah, you know? yeah. Ooh, <laughs> and, um, okay. Can't see that yet again. <laughs> well, that's a, hey, that's, I'm telling from Don Jr.'s perspective, you know? Oh, okay, sure. He's like, you see, I'm middle of the road. I hate trans people. Same way yeah. those uh, turfs do. Um, I mean, I'm sure he got claps. I haven't seen the video, but let's... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, the, the key point that people are kind of burying 
is that then Trump is like, yeah, we got to fucking go down Pennsylvania Avenue. And of course, Trump is just the dumbest person alive. His speeches are fucking stupid. To cut in real quickly, it was the speech he gave at his Save America rally. Oh, my God. That was the name of it. Of course it would be. Of course it would be. A call to action, folks. Let's save America. We ran on making it great again. And then it was like, all right, let's keep it great. And then suddenly we have to save it. What happened? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, what happened there? Now now America's in dire... Oh, well, it's because the liberals stole the election. That's true. And they're going to bring about... It, it, it's been such a... So much to talk about. Um, so, yeah, he has his Save America rally, and he's like, we got to go down 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. God, I love that avenue. And we're going to go to the Capitol building. Such a beautiful <laughs> building. You know, I was there the other day. It's like, what, what are you doing? What is your plan? He's like, yeah, and we're going to convince... We're not going to convince the Democrats because they're evil, but we're going to try to convince the weak-willed Republicans yeah. to stop this steal. We got to make them stop and then just let them loose. All right, boys, get on out of here. Donald Trump takes uh, Donald Trump Jr. takes a photo with a man who will later steal Nancy Pelosi's lectern. And I they, mean, that guy rocks. That Let's, guy does rock. There's something I want to get to, and I'm maybe <laughs> skipping ahead here, but I want us to both choose our favorite guy. Our favorite guy. Work we'll get all right. All right. You, okay, you are okay. so then. So then they uh, show up. There's people with bullhorns screaming. We're gonna fucking kill every last one of them. Let's go in there. Let's get in there. Let's take the capital. Let's kill them. Let's take them captive. They then um, are getting tear gassed and pepper sprayed. Not to yeah. be deterred. They then break through the barricades, get into the capital, smash their way through the doors. At which point, I mean, it's kind of an ongoing. There, there, there was a scene where like they crush a cop. There's another scene where they beat another one to death with a fire extinguisher. Yeah. There, there's some struggles going on in different areas, but a lot of the footage I saw was kind of cops just like hanging back and letting them walk in, and even more disturbingly, some cops just like taking photos. Like, yeah, bro, come on in. Hey, do you yeah. want to? Do you want to? Hey, we have the place where Lincoln pinned the Emancipation Proclamation. Do you want to take a shit in there? I mean, yeah. Uh, you have if guys. There's a toilet. With, that would be kind of cool to yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. And then basically they took over the area, and then they just get in. They're like, "Okay, what what do we do here? We can't find them. They left already." And they're like, "We're gonna occupy it. We're gonna stay the whole night, and we're gonna make a point." At which point they were then pushed out so that they could just mill out in the front yard sure. until they left. So, do you think that in a way the cute? Now, granted, I think most of the people who actually went to the Capitol. Mm-hmm. largely, obviously, with plenty of exceptions, though, mm-hmm. uh, were the crazier side of the Republican Party, um, right? Not I, a- I mean, you, you do have a mob mentality. And yeah. I don't excuse the behavior, because to even get there... I'm not excusing even, it. I'm just saying no, I know, but the people I mean, that like, actually took the effort to go to D.C. for this stupid fucking thing, yeah. they're already... Everyone that's their friends, even that agree with them mostly politically, are probably like, are like yeah, I saw this coming type situation, you know? Yeah, I, and I and I, I've seen a lot of backpedaling on Facebook and on Twitter and online, yeah. where they're like, "Yeah, yeah like I the was, neocons are trying to distance themselves." Yeah, the, the like, McConnell side. Oh, I was just there to have a good time and try to save America, and and a couple of bad apples. You know that. You know when you're just there to protest peacefully, and a couple of bad apples uh, do violence. There's no reason to label the whole group of us. Which is funny, because it's like a bunch of people like, no reason to label the whole group of us just because a couple people lit some fires and did some uh, private damage. And then, like, other people are like, no, 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 you're BLM. That was actually Antifa. That's the only way we can, like, wrap our brains around this is if we blame violence on Antifa. Yeah, yeah. So it's been great. But, yeah, if you you were there in the first fucking place, you suck. 
Ooh, if we you need to get someone who was there on the show, huh? Well, if anyone follows me on Facebook, I have been directly attacking <laughs> one certain member from my small town. Uh, yeah, yeah. Quite poignantly. Um, hate him. Uh, but Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> but, you know, uh, I wish. I don't know. We probably could. Who knows? I feel like they're all going underground, or at least they should be. Well, I've been uh, talking to people on Twitter and Parlor, so mm-hmm. maybe with some luck. I can get a parlor guy on. Yeah, let's get um, let's get one of them. Let's get one next week if we can if we can keep if we can get. I, oh God, I would give anything for Q Shaman. But, Sean Hannity for, would be great. Uh, uh, that would be great. Uh, let's dream big, dream big, everybody. I, th- I think he'll do it. Let's save America. Um, so here's a question: As you just pointed out, they get in, they do basically nothing. I mean, they like push and pull with the cops a little bit. They steal a couple things, it, but it's it's impotent and it's pathetic. They get there, they're like, "What do we do?" And guys, like, I'll steal Nancy Pelosi's mail, I guess. Are they the dog that finally caught the car? <laughs> you know? No, I get the reference. Yeah. Uh, uh, it is. No, I think I think the car they were chasing was much more violent. Because, I mean, and, th- and this is one of those things that I keep coming back to. Like, people, there's people out there who be like, well, it was peaceful. And then a couple of bad agitators. Uh, and I didn't know what I was going on to, which, whatever, you know, obviously they have a different opinion about Nazi symbol- uh, symbolism and Confederate flags flying everywhere. But yeah. there were guillotines set up. There really. was people. Uh, I mean, that uh, can be cool. Yeah, there was. a. It is cool. I agree with it. You know, <laughs> I, I, you know, well, I mean, some uh, people in America it. do need a guillotine. I'm just. Yeah. They- yeah. You know, no one in um, particular, but I, I I think it had Mike Pence's name on it, which is even okay. funnier. But still, you nice. know, it's like uh, you know, you, you have this, you have this, um, this entire environment. People were screaming like, "Let's get their heads on pikes and let's get in there, let's Ooh. fuck them up." And I mean, you're seeing some photos in there. I mean, the 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 pipe bombs that they found in the Capitol, the explosives, the trucks full of guns. That is its own. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but. There was a guy, and this is the one that's the, that the FBI has like made a, a poignant effort to like find. Is there was a guy running around with a hand, like a pile of zip tie handcuffs? Zip ties, I saw him. Yeah. What's that about? What were you playing I mean, there, buddy? That is a wild one for sure. Um, yeah. I think that's one of those. Have you ever watched the videos of like the uh, the wannabe cops? There's this, especially there's one guy in Florida near you. Yeah, who always gets uh, Jeremy in Dewitt is who you're talking. He's he's famous here in Orlando. I know. Who See, Jeremy DeWitt he is, was yeah. probably a, that type of guy. Uh, like, I'd I want to be like, cop who's like, bring in, in case I have to make a yeah. citizen's arrest. Yeah, that's what I imagine that was. Maybe worse. I don't know. The pipe bombs, who knows? Like you said. I mean, um, I, 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 I don't know that, like, people were going in there thinking, yeah, we're going to kneel them on their desks and then cut their heads off. But I can definitely see, like, we've got you now. Yeah. Let's amp it up till we find – let's amp it up until we find our natural stopping point and see right. where that – just see where it goes. Do you want my crazy part of this that you're probably going to argue? You're going to call me an idiot for? <laughs> I probably well, I do that a lot, but let's let's hear it. Let's hear it. I'm okay. excited. I'm not saying that any of it was false flag. I'm not okay. saying that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shocked if some of the pipe bomb shit was. Okay, I would be shocked. Obviously, what what I'm getting at is that the way that this has already started to unfold, uh, Biden already promising to um, get forth some legislation. That will make it easier for law enforcement, federal and whatever law enforcement, to crack mm-hmm. down on air quotes domestic terrorists, like we saw on the sixth. Uh, well, I wasn't. I wasn't well ready to talk about the aftermath, but we can talk about because we, we're gonna we're gonna end with talking about what Twitter banning. Sure. Trump. So well, this is Twitter. This is the government. I'm well, I know, about. I know, but part of the whole larger 
the we'll larger... go to social media next because that's private. But <laughs> I think from the federal standpoint, kind of gives me the willies. Don't like it. Um. Yeah, it's a lot of. We're not. Lot I don't, of anti- we're not there yet. in The conversation. Let's come back. Okay, to that. fine. Let, we'll circle back. back. We'll come back. So to what? That it, about. What's next then on the agenda? Well, sir? I was going to say uh, let, let's talk about some of our faves. So if we're talking about oh, who yeah, our yeah, yeah. favorite favorite guy is, it's going to be Zip Tie Guy because that one's a that one's a doozy. That he's was a, the scariest lar- one. Yeah, he's still a large too. Yeah. You know. Well, here's your types. Here's the guys you got. You got Q Shaman, obviously. Yeah. A diva. Posing for the cameras. Oh, yeah. You've got Pedestal Guy. Also a bit of a show-off. I like right? Pedestal Guy, yeah. Family he's, man, stay-at-home dad. He's a funny guy, yeah. He's a progressive dude. He stays at home while his wife works. You yeah. have to respect him a little bit for yeah. that, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, he, uh, honestly, No ego on him. Huh? No ego on him. No you ego. Know? He's comfortable in his man. He manhood. seemed like he was having such a fun time. He got yeah. to meet. He got to. He got to take a selfie with Donald Trump Jr. He's walking away with a cool ass souvenir. He's going yeah. back home where he can clean his wife's pussy from the men Ex- she fucks. Exactly. Who else do we got? We've got the tread on me girl. Uh, <laughs> All right, sum that got, one up. Just sum that up because I not everyone knows. Okay, the lady who was last photographed waving her "Don't tread on me" flag and then was promptly tread on by the crowd to death. Uh, we've got <laughs> wait, wait, taser she balls. Wasn't, she, she wasn't killed. I didn't hear. Oh wait, was that one of the medical yeah, emergency the, deaths? Yeah, she died of being trampled. Oh, that's funny. Is, shit, that is technically a medical emergency at oh, some point. Oh god, <laughs> don't tread on me. She's like as the, as like the Trump supporters are pushing their way through because I mean you're seeing a lot of like your classic stampede crush situations. Yeah, like it looks like a fucking. Uh, a uk football game you know <laughs> yeah yeah uh, i'm just imagining like they're just stepping on her fucking organs and cracking yeah. her ribs she's like you see the flag <laughs> it says don't this is this why is a, i have the flag this is literally why i bring it because i'm worried about getting stepped on who else you got you got taser balls he's uh, a cool type of guy yeah yeah the, uh, what, what was he trying to do in that moment he was trying to steal, steal a painting. painting yeah god damn. i can see it you need both your hand he's trying to get it with one hand he's got his taser yeah. you need both your hands you shove it in your waistband <laughs> Oops. Till you till you taser your nuts to death. Uh, yeah. I, I I like the idea. I wonder what was going through his mind. He just sees the pain. He's like, wait a minute. I've seen. Um, oh, what's that fucking Nick Cage movie where they like got to steal the Constitution? Oh, uh, National Treasure. National Treasure. Yeah. He's like, I've yeah, seen yeah, National yeah. Treasure. I bet there's a fucking treasure map on the back this of this. Is- <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got the. Uh- you got the uh, climber guy, the Assassin's Creed guy, yeah. <laughs> make it up the wall. Fell off the wall. That looked yeah. brutal, too, because he landed on a fence. God damn. So many, yeah. so many grand like, what, moments. Weren't there, like, stairs right next to that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's such a – there's so much of it that it, – it, <laughs> to, to your point of, like – are they? Is this the is this the case of the dog finally catching the car and not knowing what to do with it? I, yeah. I I think it's a little bit like this wasn't their goal. It, they they obviously meant to do much more and probably much more violent damage to people. Their their targets were the senators, and yeah. they wanted to reach out and touch them. Um, but then you get to the building and they're not there, and you there was many different shots. Of people being like, I don't. I don't know what we're doing here now. Well, yeah, they're just milling about aimlessly. Yeah, and they're just like posing I, for photos and yeah, shit. Posing like for photos, pop it in there, uh, buying Nancy Pelosi's mail, uh, <laughs> at a discount rate. Be, uh, being a, rep- a Blaze reporter and taking pictures of her computer or whatever. Yeah, that was pretty wild. Oh God, I hope they catch it because I and he, that was no. He posted it on his 
personal account. He's oh, yeah. in trouble. Oh, I commented <laughs> on it too. I was like, this is cool. Uh, go That's right, I saw do, that. do more. Uh, but and, and it's kind of funny because you see one of the reporters in for Business Insider showing up into the Capitol as the mob is rushing through the door and she goes to one of the cops like, I'm a reporter, I'm press. Am I allowed to be here? And the cop goes, no, no one is allowed to be here. You know, yeah. you're not allowed to just roll it. There's not allowed to be a bank robbery. People are just shooting people. And then you just walk in, press, press here. Just thought I'd show up. I'm the press. I can take photos of these people committing crimes. I mean, crimes. technically, you can go into a bank. As so I am that's, also. That's even oh, more acceptable. I, I guess in that case, banks are also like uh, uh, lobbies are public property. I, I don't even know. I guess uh, I guess you could almost compare it to uh, breaking into the nation's capital. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot of apt comparisons, yeah. Yeah, this uh, <laughs> this definitively off-limits territory where you're like, well, they came in. Can I film them coming in? No, you're not supposed to be here. No one's supposed to be here. All of you are committing crimes. Yeah, but I'm a reporter, so it's pretty important that I come in here and take photos I mean, of people's I desks and stuff. I think it is important that a reporter is there, kind of, I in mean, its own I'm- way. I, I, I do think so as well, but I don't even know what to compare it to other than what we just – I'm trying to think of a more apt analogy than people Maybe if they're in the vault during the bank robbery. <laughs> like, I mean, it's too close to it. Yeah, it's too close to it, but, like, it'd be like um, – because you're committing the same crime. You know, sure. It, it, sure. It'd be like the trespass. It'd be like if it was a gang rape and you got a few pumps in too. You're like, but I'm a journalist. Oh, God. God. That's <laughs> – I don't think that's anything that yeah. like. Hey guys, she no. gave me a hand job, but it's fine. I'm pressed. No, this is awful. That's <laughs> yeah, not. I, uh, I think you could still be an accessory just being there with that case. But again, I don't want to use that comparison I, I anymore. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> uh, I think something. Yeah. Uh, you know, so- would it be okay if you showed up with someone who was employed as a tour guide at the Capitol because they do mm. tours they and do just be tours. like, "I'm with the guide." Oh, that that, that fine. they should have tried that because a lot of people were saying like, "Oh, sorry, I'm with them." Um, because you're seeing a lot of that now, where a lot of people that were like, uh, there, "There's that uh, state legislator, Derek Evans, I think his name is. I don't want to miss, but and just uh, yeah, yeah, else, the, but somebody, some state legislator guy, from right? Missouri, Mississippi, some of those fucking stupid states, but um, yeah." Was like, yeah, we've broken the Capitol. They're tweeting like, we did it. We broke through the doors. We're smashing in. We're going to make a difference. I don't know what your plan is, but we're here. This is this is the revolution. It looks like a revolution. I don't know. Um, and then now he's like, no, no, I was doing independent journalism. You know, where you're filming and all of a sudden, the second you pull out your camera phone, you're now an independent journalist. You know that. You know how that works. True. Yeah, yeah. I'm allowed to be. I'm allowed to be. Um, yeah. That's all great. And, and that's oh, all. He just resigned, by the way, in the yeah. news. Good. Fuck that guy. Well, he's going to jail. They arrested him. Yeah, so well, good that- luck legislating from your 10-year sentence, you fucking prick. I mean, every single politician belongs in jail, but yeah, whatever. Well, they belong in the gallows. but um, And, yeah, that, yeah. and that's and that's kind of Gitmo. why I'm kind of, I don't know whose side I'm on. But um, We should put them all in Gitmo and then give it back to Cuba like I, we should have a long time ago. One of my other ago. favorite things, and this is what I really want to get into, because there's no greater irony in this fucking world than what has happened to some of the more famous people from the riot. Okay. And in the immediate aftermath, to distance themselves. So imagine you're the Q shaman and these neo-Nazis that were with him, right? A bunch of bearded basement dwelling fucking incel fucks lurking around the Capitol in their stained cum drenched hoodies. 
Yeah. Just being like, hey, we're here. One of them has a tattoo from a fucking video game that wasn't even that good, y'all. I mean, Dishonored 2 is okay, but what the fuck, bro? You know? Um, And they're just lurking around. And immediately when those photos start coming out, you start seeing the very people they're trying to impress being like, no, bro, that's Antifa. Look at how ugly they are. Oh, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. how stupid they look. Uh, Those are Antifa. Um, And for the the, the, the Q Shaman, for those of you who don't know exactly who we're talking about, he's very photogenic perhaps with his big ass horns and buffalo hat and painted face and carrying a spear with the fucking american flag on it yeah he's <sighs> jake, a hero jake angeli yeah a hero he's he's as big as hero as it was immediately that's the one people latched on to like i know antifa when i see it that's classic antifa here's him at a blm rally with the sign he's carrying cropped out that's antifa yeah yeah and then you see that in the bigger picture he's like protesting against antifa or against blm <laughs> he, he's doing a fake uh george flynn who's the george floyd neil on yeah, some yeah, yeah, guy, yeah. which i did see uh some some very poignant trump supporters went to the uh, national black history museum and did a george floyd neil on their friends what? like as their photo op like yeah let's get one of those in what? we're not yeah it's it's all of it, it is so much of it shitty fucking people getting what they deserve and it's Jesus. been such a great day but anyway I follow him, Jake Angeli. I think his name is USA Wolfpack for as long as Twitter lets him be on there. That's uh, fucking bad. And he is just on there begging people, going to. He's been disowned by Lynn Wood. He was disowned <laughs> by a bunch of other. Oh, yeah, I saw him begging Lynn Wood to take it back. God, yeah, right before Lynn Wood got banned off Twitter, it was so good. It was like it was like begging your dad for forgiveness, and then he dies. <laughs> like, yeah, it was such a such a perfect like. Please, please, why are you calling me Antifa? I've like punched three pregnant black women. Like I'm as anti Antifa as it comes, you know. You know this guy's a wuss. I mean, Don Jr. has to live that day in, day out, yeah. trying to please daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's so it's so good that I, I it's, it's like a fucking opera that all of this was all this was this was their shining moment. This was their moment to finally make a difference and have their revolution, and it blew up so much in their face. They're all going to serve time. I hope. No one knows yeah, well, yet. A lot of them are, a lot of them arrests are, are happening. The FBI is not taking it fucking uh, as a joke thus far. It seems. I think most of the ones that just are photographed inside of the building probably won't, just because it's such a mess. But <sighs> I mean, I, at some point, I understand that at some point after it was broken into, people were just walking in because they. I mean, it was open. You know, the cops gave up and retreated. So it's like, I don't think that makes it okay. I, it doesn't make it okay necessarily, but prison time. Come I on! I mean, you certainly off. have you certainly have the main agitators who will be made an example of. I hope, and that's one of the great things about this fucking election. If Trump had been in office, if he had won, and this had somehow still happened, yeah. Um, obviously, the these events are directly related to him not winning the election. True. Um, so so it probably but would not have happened. But it, if it if Trump were still in office, you would expect nothing to happen to these people. You would expect it to. I mean, he went on. He went on YouTube immediately after and was like, "I love you. You're very special people." But it's time to go home. You scamps. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you scamps shitting in this halls of the Capitol and then trekking shit everywhere and trying to kidnap senators, and oh, beating oh, a cop to death with carrying a weapons. Fire yeah, yeah. You, you goofs. But yeah. I, I, I mean, most of them. To be fair, I do believe most of them are just fucking goofballs. Yeah. Uh, and Final you know, balls. I mean the same same shit that happened at like some of the BLM shit where it popped off and someone got shot or whatever. You know, that is a most BLM protesters were just people that don't want cops to kill black people. You know, so it's not, 
Well, obviously, not me totally when I go. different. Totally different than the steal the stop the steal bullshit, which is obviously stupid as fuck. Right. But most of them weren't there to fucking kill a cop with a fire extinguisher. I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> you, you hope anyway. Yeah, I mean, there's, which there's, is actually cool. But we, we, that's the in all fairness, you do have to compare it to, and it is a fair argument to be like, oh, what now? You care about property damage, but different circumstances, different points. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I love it. I love it that this was their moment to prove to daddy Trump how dedicated they were to him and show support. And he has just fucking disowned them. And yeah. now you have Papa Biden coming in there with the feds. Uh, yeah. they, and they're, I mean, there's, I think they went, they've arrested 60 people now. And the main, yeah. the famous ones, the easy grabs, the low hanging fruit, the, uh, the, the people that took as yeah. many foes as they could. They're, they're podium already, guy. Yeah, podium guy gobbled up. He's already arrested in Florida. Made it back home. <sighs> then they yeah. got his ass. Yeah, they got his ass. Uh, Damn, it sucks. I wonder if they. Ha- I wonder if they would let him come on the pod from jail. Oh, if phones. Nice. I mean, we would probably have to get in line to get an interview with him. <laughs> <sighs> That'd be so nice. But I don't we'll mind. Do him I'll, fair. I'll, I'll platform him. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh hell yeah, dude. Um, I'll I'll let him have a spinoff of our show where it's just him talking. I bet he has some fun stuff to say. (laughs) And and, and, and just kind of capping off the impotent rage. In the background, you had Trump stoking the fire, according to accounts who know him, who God knows who those people are. But according to his aides, he was jazzed as fuck to see the uh, people invading the Capitol, refuse to send in the national guard and then when he was forced to say something is like i love you but please go home i, I don't know if anyone yeah. saw that video but i saw it right when it came out in the brief moments before it was uh blocked and it was i love you you're very special please go home you know this election was stolen but we have to have peace because the democrats are going to use this against you and they're evil yeah like that was his yeah. whole argument to stop smashing up the Capitol. was well you know the democrats are evil and they're going to cancel you with cancel culture it was about as dumb as god so uh. it's like it's like apologizing to your wife i'm sorry i cheated on you with your sister you're just you're so fucking ugly i'm sorry though (laughs) yeah i i i you know i'm sorry that you're so fucking fat that i had to do it but you know yeah just a a total non-apology apology it's uh it's fucking garbage anyway that got him and was it yesterday or today that he got the lifetime permanent twitter ban yesterday God, yeah. it so it's so deliciously i mean for you know i i think it's just the perfect send-off because trump yeah. ran on the whole like yeah don't worry i'm tough and i don't back down and i'm and i'm the guy that gets it done and now he's just like trying to find proxy accounts to be like see guys i'm still on twitter and they just keep smacking him down and banning yeah. the absolute shit out of him yeah uh Quite a mess. And then all of his people resigning, too. Pretty funny. It's a pretty... Dropping it's like a, flies. Fucking Betsy Devos? Like, God. the fucking devil incarnate? <laughs> which is, which just tells you how much you need to know about Agit Pai, that he's still there. He's like, I'm... <laughs> No, I'm just still working fine. for his Reese's cups, dude. I'm still <laughs> fine. And let's let's get to that, because now, now we've, we've kind of talked about all the, the events. Let's talk about the aftermath and predictions. It's 2021. It's a brand new year. Uh, Parlor yeah, is already... <laughs> D platform off of the Google Play Store, you know, and, uh, yeah. and, and I know, I know, we talked about that. You can download APKs and Androids a more open platform, and it's not really. But for people like Dan Bongino and and the and the real benefactors of that garbage platform, not having easy access to it has got to affect their bottom line. It's yeah, got to fuck up their ad dollars, you know. They're already trying to move over to uh, alt right YouTube, which is called like Rumble or something. Of course, <laughs> yeah, of course. 
I, I uh, think the problem is, is there's just not that many of them. I mean, obviously there's enough old fucking geriatrics that will vote for them, but I don't know. They're just not popular enough. I, 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 if you were like, yeah, this is a conservative only thing. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Fox news somehow survives, but the rest of them, I don't know. I don't think Parler's, yeah. I don't think Parler's going to do anything. I don't think Rumble Fox news is in trouble though, too. Janine Pirro is threatening to leave them today. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Over the OAN game. is the new fucking right wing outlet, man. They're gonna they're gonna do big things. I'm afraid. Yeah, I, hate I, them. I I think America, if it didn't learn its lesson before, I think this one is gonna be one for the history books. But we'll see. Yeah, uh, let's but, get on a fucking boat. Out let's of here. get on a boat, and then and then we got a little bit of time left. I think we can allocate. But let's talk about what the Democratic response is. So, Twitter obviously is going in hard i have yeah. never seen i i've never seen so many people and it's it, you'll just see people like what i lost all these followers this is bullshit and they're like and you're banned too fucker you know you yeah, just they even, see they even kicked him off pinterest oh my god no, actually, i don't know if that's true <laughs> that would be funny he's like where am i gonna fucking pick up lazy sundays <laughs> lazy susan uh, whatever the fuck some, you know like i gotta plan something for don jr's breakup party <laughs> 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 he's like son i this has been a good run but i need you to get the fuck out of here you know uh, i wonder if that's part of it like i wonder if like i wonder if donald trump's secretly glad that he lost the election so that he doesn't have to see his oh, kids so fucking much for sure yeah for sure. dude come on are you he's kidding like, me imagine if you're if you had two adult sons that were those two that you wouldn't uh, just yeah. be trying to like i'm going to the doctor i'm like hey is can they still get SIDS? Like, is there something <laughs> we can do? I mean, doctor, you're like, is there something wrong with them? And they're like, what? He's like, they are ugly. <laughs> I think they might be. Uh, can we get an abortion? Um, <laughs> now for him just being too fucking ugly. I, I would love it if like, they're like, yeah, well, you know, abortion's based on like birth defects and uh, genetics and, 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 and they won't live past one. That's, that's, I'm not okay with that. But have you seen how fucking ugly this kid is? <laughs> I gotta do it. Um, yeah, yeah. I. On the other hand, I. I hope that if anything, I think that these actions have kind of perhaps. I I, I don't think they're going to go that way because you never see them do it. But I've yeah. never been so glad that I own guns. Yeah, and yeah, see sure. what the fuck these people are doing. Like I'm, I'm well, so glad, and I can see that I'd, that's going to be I something they share go that. for. Yeah, no, I'll I wouldn't come, share that. Come get some. Yeah, I'm actually almost um, bummed that Trump lost the election. I was hoping that the Proud Boys would just come in like the brown shirts and start setting up checkpoints, and I'd yeah. just be in the mud with my bandana, and my robot legs, just bouncing over the border, you know. And like, I, I, I see myself as a modern day Harriet Tubman. Okay, we can still make that movie. There's <laughs> no reason. Uh, but yeah, it's a uh, Trump's banned like, off no, Twitter. No, no. You're like, guys, listen. Here's my idea: the above ground railroad. <laughs> What if, what if, what if it's like the Harriet Tubman story, but with me as Harriet Tubman, a white cisgendered man, it's Scarlett Johansson as the slave I've got to get over the border. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, too bad Harvey's behind bars. He would totally help you make that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, yeah, let's make that happen. That's, that's a fact. Um, all right. Well, fine. Let's get to the Bible. Now we can actually talk about God. Fair enough. If let's we have do to, it. we. I mean, I think the events of today have proven there is no God. But let's at least finish the book. You know, we yeah, we, we set yeah. out to do it. Unlike unlike those idiots in the Capitol, we actually finish what we start. Well, probably. Uh, 
if we live long enough. Um, okay, welcome then to the Revelations podcast. We're the podcast that reads the Bible so that you don't have to. So you can do more fun things like go to the Capitol building and storm yeah, it. Yeah. God damn, I keep thinking about, I don't want to keep talking about, but like, so you get on a bus. Yeah. You get on your bus for like yeah. a day straight to get to D.C. so that Naturally. you can then get pepper sprayed for Trump. You don't got anything else going on. There's nothing better <laughs> you can do jo- with your time. None of these guys have jobs. You, you, um, you couldn't go fishing or just masturbate in a public park. You got to go to DC <laughs> to try to fight black people. I just I don't get it. It's a lot. Um. Also, one other thing we need to check is I'm gonna look at our our downloads for the past month once mm. they come in and see if we have any fans that were in DC. <laughs> <laughs> be interesting to find out. Anyways, we're reading the Bible, of course. I'm Grant Voice. And I'm Cole Deluski. And this week, we're on episode 118. Mm. And we are in the book of Nehemiah. This is, what, our third episode in Nehemiah? I'm I'm trying to laugh. I'm going to laugh so fucking hard whenever we get an episode, whenever our podcast lasts longer than the Confederate War. It's going to be... <laughs> we're already past halfway there. Yeah. It was like about four years, right? God. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. We'll be older than the <sighs> Confederacy. All right. So we're starting off in chapter eight of Nehemiah. Um, it is his autobiography, and things have been interesting for them, right? Uh, the Jews have been rebuilding the city of Jerusalem. They're coming right along. It's pissing off all the locals. Uh, now we're going to focus a little more on internal stuff than external. Yeah, I, I think the previous episodes have been a little bit more focused on like, I'm going to have to build a wall. I'm going to build the gate. Our neighbors are assholes, and I'm, I'm like, arguing with them, and they keep trying to get me to come outside. I'm like, eh, I'm all right. Yeah, um, it's been it's been a story of all these people, and kind of poignantly almost, from their past, right? People that they've butted heads with or whatever. Yeah, uh, from and we'll all continue to butt heads, you know. Of course. There's some um, Arabians, some Egyptians in there, Palestinians. And, and ancient ancient cousins also, like from the Abrahamic times. You know, some of these guys are like offshoots of Lot and Esau and all that shit. So yeah, I mean, I think we had the Ammonites, or is it Amorites? I can't remember if I feel I like think Ammonites. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, you know, we, we, they're all related, but I think it's far enough now that it's 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 done. But um, so in this chapter, chapter eight, it, it's a little bit fucking muddled because. It's definitely the last verse from the last chapter is the first verse of this chapter. They just cut it off in the wrong spot. Yeah. Um, Because it's basically like in the last book it was, So the priests, the Levites, the gatekeepers, the singers, some of the people in the Nethanim and all Israel dwelt in their cities. When the seventh month came, the children of Israel were in their city. So it's like, uh, okay. Yeah, they settled. So, again, they were all kind of in Jerusalem, like doing a speed build. Of the walls to get the safety set up for their main city, right? You got to be able to defend against all these wolves that are circling the uh, is- Israel. Now, everyone knows w- that in a classic Minecraft game, first thing you do, you build the walls, build your walls, and then build your you fort. worry about your crafting station, yeah, and your your farm and all yeah. that. So they let the people now. Now that Jerusalem's safe and as a stronghold and kind of like a fallback point, I guess I would imagine. I'm not a I'm not Sun Tzu, but whatever. Uh, they let the people kind of go out and settle back into the towns that they used to, um, just taking land from others, you know, Israel shit, uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> making settlements. Um, and 
they uh they're it's time to observe some shit. So they've been out of whack for a while, right? It's been like seventy plus years since they were expelled from Israel. Um, they were refugees thrown about throughout all of Persia. Now they're coming back. And so not only did they have to rebuild the physical structure and the physical temple and all that, they have to kind of rebuild their customs, right? Everyone's kind of, all the people are dead mostly that were there when things were up and running. So you got to figure out who you are as a people again. It's important. It's understandable. if, If I had to imagine it, if this was like the walking dead or something, which it kind of is, you know, you have these people scattered out and they're kind of coming together to form a, a, a community. Yeah. Like, um, Nehemiah is like the guy that gets the dam running and then he's got the power going. He's like, Hey, we have clean water again. And then you have Ezra showing up to be like, okay, now we have to institute, uh, the courts. And now we have to institute like a police force. Like there's infrastructure that's social, distinct from physical infrastructure and that's kind of what he's here to do um and it also to me is kind of an interesting point and and we've alluded to it in past episodes that i think this is the chapter that really is the shift from maybe israelites as being i don't know i guess israelite to judaism okay and i don't know if those terms mean much separate the way that like being used in that way but we'll get to it. So Ezra shows up and he gathers all the people and he says, okay, even, you know, everybody needs to show up here, even children that are just old enough to reason. Yeah. And I'm going to read the book of Moses. Well, he's, you say men, women, and children. My Bible says uh, men, women, and others, which I presume is the Bible giving a subtle nod to there being more than two genders. Um, my, my Bible specifically states, so Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly of men and women and all who could hear with understanding on the first day of the seventh month. And the way my Bible interprets that is it's men, women, and children old enough to understand. Okay, yeah, I was just making so, a joke, but sure. Thanks. Okay, well, it's not saying outsiders, it's just saying children. I, was that a I'm, joke? That's your idea no, of a I joke? Said, I, didn't, I guess you didn't hear what I said. Anyways, we'll go on. The audience heard it. Um, so, yeah, Ezra's reading to all these people. They have a special wooden platform set up for him. It's church, right? But outside, with it's I, like a mega and church. I, and I think that's the point, that previously, and kind of what we're seeing here, is that previously prophets and people that spoke for God, your, your, uh, your Aaron types, your uh, – who was the fucking – I'll never remember it, but whoever that priest was under Joshua – um, under the Joshua, one that I know you're Aaron, talking about, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you, you know, guy. but you had, you had these prophets, these people that were of significant importance themselves as a people who would then speak for God and kind of tell you what to fucking do. And now you have Ezra being like, okay, that didn't really work. You know, you have the golden calf incident. You have a lot of instances where you had people that just spoke for God and spoke to God. And would tell you what to do, and that doesn't really seem to work. So now I'm actually – we wrote that shit down. We have the book of Moses, and I'm just going to read it to you. We wrote it down. I'm going to read it to you. We are not – the connection with God is basically severed. And what we actually just have is the written words of the people who spoke to God, and that's kind of what we're referencing now. It's it's a secondary source, but that's all we're stuck with, you know. You have the guy reading the Wikipedia page. Correct. And it's, it's important because, again, they, they've been without these. They didn't have, you know, their own pocket copy of the Talmud or whatever to carry with them into exile. It's time to 
sort of recalibrate, right? As a group, as a people, well, make sure we're all on the same page. Even the Talmud and the Pentateuch and all that were essentially just series of writings sort of disjointed yeah, at this point. amongst the sure. priests and stuff, you know. So, yeah. you, you, okay, I've got the Book of Law right here. This is the Book of Moses. And, and it's kind of interesting because, um, well, he says it's the Book of Moses. So I doubt that... I doubt that kings and judges and all that shit was in here. I don't know. It might be because we're going to get to later, like them recounting their journey with uh, God. And, yeah. And I can't remember if that's part of it because they, they deliberately make it sound like it's the book of Moses, like up to the, the thing. But anyway, it doesn't really matter. The point is he's like, hey, let's read the text of our let's read our holy text in the group in the assembly so that you people can know what it means to be Jews. Yeah. So let's set the scene. He's got this special wooden platform. The Bible tells us that he opens up the book and everyone can see him. He's standing up on high, right? Again, very preacher. I actually picture like old school um, church vibes, you know, when the priest would be like really high up whenever he would oh, do a yeah, sermon. Yeah, I, I picture the guy in the town square standing on a fucking um, plastic the, bucket. Yeah, like the crier. Wearing oh, his, okay. wearing his uh, <laughs> what do you call it, his overall straps, just screaming, you're going to hell, and you're going to yeah. hell, and you're all sinners, and you're a whore. Except, not quite, because as he starts doing this, everyone's bowing down and worshiping and kind of like getting filled up with these words, these things that they had forgotten as a people. And they actually start to weep. These people are so downtrodden, right? They're so just have been cast about and persecuted that as they're hearing these things they're supposed to be doing, and instead of just taking to heart, oh, okay, this is how we need to live our lives, they're just like, oh, fuck, we're not doing this stuff. They start weeping and like tearing their clothes and crying because they're like, we're doing everything wrong. It's really, it's kind of sad, a picture that it paints. I don't know if I got that interpretation of it. I, well, it says wrong. they weep. <laughs> yeah. It says they weep, but I almost wonder if it's like, um, like let's say you were a Mexican and you got taken in the uh, Mexican-American War and you're a slave in Texas. I don't know. And then you get freed okay. and you come back and then you get like a pile of tacos. And you're like, oh, Jesus my God, Christ. I'm home. My culture's back, you know? And there, there's some woman dancing in the town square and they're throwing skulls everywhere. Whatever the fuck it is they do. You know? And you're like, oh, this okay. is, I'm home, you know? Imagine instead okay. that you were exiled to a country far from your own. Right. For generations. Mm -hmm. And then you come back and you find out that you've been doing your religion wrong. I guess. I, 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 I thought it was like I, – I, I, my interpretation of it is they've went to Babylon. They've been beaten down. They've been downtrodden. And all they ever want is a fucking home. They come back and they've got the walls built. And then here's Ezra to bring back the centerpiece of their culture. You know. Yeah, but – okay. So they wept earlier whenever mm. – um, what was it that happened? In Ezra, they wept. For I, I understand your point. There's been pretty of precedence where they read the book of law and realize that they fucked up. And then they weep. Yeah. They, they, that's happened before. It's just when that did happen, they expressly wrote out like, and everyone was so fucking butthurt that they had not followed it, that they tore their clothes. Sure. They, I guess it's certainly open for interpretation, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Because, I, I mean, I guess because Nehemiah, who was the governor... Ezra the priest and scribe and the Levites who taught the people said to all the people, this day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn nor weep for all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. I, 
you know, and he and and basically the next verse is like, hey, don't you know, don't cry, go out, eat, drink, celebrate that your God is back, and if people are too poor to eat and enjoy it, give them food too. This is a day of celebration. I, I don't. I, I don't I don't want to dunk on you too hard, but here's my concordance. Oh, jeez. All right. A deep sense of their national sins impressively brought to their remembrance by the reading of the law and its denunciations affected the hearts of the people with penitential sorrow. I mean, that's your concordance. It doesn't state that in the book, but Uh, I mean... These these guys are Bible experts. Yeah, that's fair. Whatever. (laughs) We we do give weight to their interpretation. And I also argue against your concordance all the time, so... I, 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 I don't, don't know. know. Also, I just don't give a fuck with the concordances. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Sometimes I mean, these are I just some. This is my these are like some dumbass wasp wrote this shit. Yeah, they don't yeah. fucking know. Some prick in fucking Texas said that shit. Yeah. I don't give a fuck with that racist things. Um, anyway, <laughs> they are racist. You're but, not wrong. But back to the point. Like everyone's crying and weeping, and they're like, "No, no, no! Don't, don't cry or weep." It's a day of celebration. Go eat, drink, eat some fat, yeah. party. And if people are too poor to party with you. Hand out some fat. Make sure that everyone. This is for everyone to enjoy. Yeah, don't. I see this. Don't cry because we haven't been doing these things. Rejoice because now we can. You know, yeah. don't cry because we had forgotten. Be happy because hey, we're back on track. God brought us back here, right? We're back in Jerusalem where we belong. It's good. It's good. We're gonna follow these rules now. Everything's so, going to be golden. One of the benefits of us having this podcast is that I often do change my mind as we're reading. You know, like when I first read this chapter, I just thought Ezra was a cunt. I just thought of <laughs> <He> <laughs> is. well, I just thought of Nehemiah building the wall and getting up and running, and then all of a sudden Ezra's like, "All right, time to get to the real business and read the book." It's like uh, it, it'd be like, <laughs> you know, it, it'd be like if you like labor day after day and that night building a house and then you get up and running and then your elderly grandma's like well you know god made all this it's time to pray and you're like well we're two you know all these people <laughs> you know, who've it's been like s- to be a surgeon all these people who've been sleeping in full armor with swords at their belt <laughs> to build the fucking wall that allows you to come in here and pray and you're like no nah, 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 that's not important it's time to do the real work reading yeah. a book but god it, is a jealous god but he wants his uh he wants his two bits. I, I think interpreting it, it is it is sort of described as an important part, and certainly more <sighs> certainly more wholesome than Ezra's ending. You know, with telling them they have to like kick their wives to the curb. Yeah, definitely, that was rough. Um, and it's interesting because I don't know where we're at time frame wise. If this is specifically after or kind of, it's uh, I I I. I, I, I believe and i mean i'm sure it explains it because it explains it nehemiah starts in the 20th year of artaxerxes the first yeah and i don't think it particularly states when in artaxerxes reign ezra takes place but my concordance says there's about a 14 year gap between the end of ezra and the start of nehemiah oh okay okay so, so the wife kicking out thing is before nehemiah yeah that was like up. probably like 15 20 years ago gotcha so they that's weird because they also kind of talk about you know, it's weird that they had to have this like second reboot because Ezra kind of had a reboot uh, of the. I mean, culture. you're going to hear some because they reinstituted the Sabbath under Ezra. Yeah, and we're about to and see the that wives the, kicking out. Yeah, and, all that. and the wife that that was Ezra, and then here now that they have the Book of the Lord, they actually reinstitute the feasts, 
Yeah. So they all decide they're going to have more complicated. The, yeah, they, they have the feast of the tabernacle. I mean, I, they can't really have the feast because those feasts were fucking heavy on the bloodshed, and I don't think these guys have enough cattle that they can fund the the church the way they used to do. I mean, there was very specific rules on how many fucking cattle they were supposed to murder. I mean, wasn't it something like? A hundred a day or some shit? Something fucking insane. Some crazy amount. And, and these people are a, a shattered society, so. Yeah, they do not have that shit. They barely have um, walls. They don't have fucking. So they're going through the book. They're reading about, they're starting to have this uh, seventh month festival, which happens at the beginning of the seventh month. Uh, they're getting hammered. They're enjoying their foods. And uh, they bring up a part of the law about this festival that, hey, guess what? While we're celebrating this, Everyone has to live in a temporary shelter during the festival of the seventh month. So was that I couldn't find that in Leviticus. Yeah, I don't that doesn't remind me of anything else. But you know, we probably wouldn't have because they were already living in fucking tents. Oh that was while they were it, in the Exodus. But it wasn't period. written that they had to. Well I, but why that's would what it? they're saying here? Well, you know what I almost wonder because there was a lot of things written during Leviticus and Deuteronomy that we were like, that's weird. Because they're specifically like, yeah, and then leave your house. And I'm like, well, they don't live in houses right now. They live in tents. Yeah. So why – it might have been written in Leviticus, which just more points Post. that Leviticus was probably written now. After the fact. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and We can go back I and look. We're not going, going the, to, but we could. <laughs> I was going through the concordance trying to figure out where this was referenced. Like, okay, where did this come from? And, and it actually doesn't have anything. I mean, it's it links back to this – festival being created in leviticus but there's no mention that i saw what, what verse about, are you talking about oh oh okay um, 14 and when they found yeah. written law which the lord had commanded by moses that the children of israel should dwell in booths is what mine says so i didn't know what yeah. so i said booths so i just skipped over i was like i don't know what the fuck that means it means it has to be temporary because then it talks about yeah go out and get like branches and shit to build you a little shelter to live in uh um, okay my bible says my concordance actually does reference it let's let's read it uh leviticus 23 to 39, 43. And who knows? I mean, my concordance is actually kind of hard to read, so I don't know if that's... So it says, on the first day, you're to take branches from luxurious trees, from luxuriant trees, from palms, willows, and other leafy greens trees, and rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days. So it talks about getting tree branches, but it doesn't say to build temporary shelters. Number, I guess uh, it's implied. Leviticus twenty three forty two. You shall dwell in booths for seven days. Oh yeah, all who Look are native. So I guess it was. I, I just don't remember. I'm full of shit. Yeah, you yeah. are full of okay. shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I knew that already, but yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I guess so. All right, fair enough. Okay, I, I, right, I think we thought that was weird at the time too. I think that was one of the things I, I do think, feel like we talked about it briefly, just to be like, why. Why they would already it be live so, in tents. They already live in fucking tents, but now you're going to go live in a shittier tent? Yeah. And I, I wonder why, because, uh, okay, so it's a time to eat and get drunk. Maybe that's just a really cool party. They're like, yeah, don't, like, do that where if you vomit, it's on your children. Like, do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we want to, it's like Vegas. They're making it a little Vegas. Like, what happens here stays yeah, here type they're like, they're like, don't, you know, if we're going to get this fucked up, let's not do it in our only possessions. <laughs> Yeah, that might be it. And you also it live in the weird. desert. It's not like you can go bathing every goddamn day. So do it in a temporary tent that you can just wrap up, which I, I did once. I uh, We went camping once. I don't know if you were there for me. We, we went river on camping. And I had just figured out uh, this drink where you mix Frangelico's vodka and you lick a lime. And you sip, you lick sugar and a lime at the same time. Then you drink it. 
and it actually Ugh. tastes exactly like chocolate fucking cake. It is unreal. So I drink a liter of it. Uh, <laughs> and I woke up and puked on myself in my tent so much that I just, at that morning, took my tent and threw it into the fire. And then just, and then, like, and then just got the fuck out of there. But um, okay. so I understand. I understand what these Jews are doing. It makes sense to me. They don't want to defile their tents. All right, fair enough. Back right, to the I'm gonna Bible. cut myself. I'm gonna cut some, myself some slack okay. for not realizing this and not finding it. Because sure enough, you get down a little bit further, and it says they celebrated it in temporary huts, temporary shelters, um, from the days of Joshua, son of Nun. So Joshua and the Jericho okay. and all that. From his days until that day, the Israelites had not celebrated it this way. They had forgotten ever. Uh, so basically. What Moses dies, Joshua's in charge. It's only been maybe a couple decades. Mm-hmm. They already forget. Boom. They stop doing the temporary shelter celebration. Well, until now, all through all David and blah, 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 all those guys. I mean, uh, that's all. That's kind yeah. of one of the funnier things that you'll notice that Leviticus, Deuteronomy, Numbers, they're so full of rules that the Jews immediately discard. Like, yeah, they, and they never get in trouble for it. Yeah. Are you kidding me? This God. <laughs> Is going to let them get away with that? Which makes more sense that those things were written, like, now, you know? That Ezra's yeah. reading, he's like, yeah, you got to live in tents, you got to do this. They're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. He's like, yeah, well, you wouldn't because you were in Babylon, but this is how we were supposed to do. Now you got to stand on one foot and you got to put the string on your wrist. And like, oh, okay. You think they would have gone back through, like, you know, Second Kings and written in a quick part about how David, like, got herpes on his mouth because <laughs> they didn't celebrate in temporary <laughs> shelters or some well, shit. Yeah, well... That is a recurring theme that we've noticed throughout. I don't remember it in Judges, per se, because no one gave a fuck during the time of Judges. But um, No, that was the rock and roll days. There, there, yeah. rock. You, during Kings, at least, there were a lot of different times where like, there was a wicked, evil king, and then this new king would try to come in and right the ship. And part of that would be like, hey, guys, we're bringing back the Sabbath, and hey, we're going to have this feast. I don't remember the feast of the... This is specifically the Feast of the Tabernacle, Tabernacle, yeah. which is a very yeah. specific feast. And they've got a fuck important. Yeah. yeah. But, but you know what I mean? Like, the, the easier ones would be, like, the Feast of Weeks. And, sure. like, like, feasts that are coordinated with, like, harvest seasons and stuff. Which this one yeah. is, too. They all fucking are, really. But, you know. The- it's just insane that this never got brought back. Uh, like, where the f- – I don't know. What the fuck were they doing? They, they always remember to, like, take down the Asherah poles and bring – yeah, bring back the Sabbath, et cetera. But – I don't know. Just a weird thing to be a stickler on. Yeah, or not be a stickler on, rather. My, my Bible does say that, like, uh, well, yeah, because it even, it truly states, like, not since the days of Joshua the son of the nun. Joshua the son of nun had anyone done this, which, you know, whatever. Okay. But I guess, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of fucking feasts. I don't know. This one sounds like a hassle. You got to live in a booth for seven days. I, I'd, I'd have dropped it. You yeah. Know? I mean, I would have too. Although <laughs> it's like, a, it's like glamping. It's kind of fun. You already live in the fucking desert. It'd be like it'd be like if there was like a hobo tribute. And they're like, oh yeah, and then we're going camp this week. Like my life is camping. Well, no, maybe it's cool to do it then. But when they got nice houses, that's when they didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. they were already they like, like oh, I just got to put another sheepskin over a stick. Yeah, I've got those. I've yeah, got sure, those. I'll do that. Whatever. Sleep on the dirt here. Sleep on the dirt there. What's the difference? So all through the days of the festival, all seven days, Ezra read from the book of law. And uh, on the eighth day, in accordance with the regulation, they had an assembly. Although if they were reading every day, it feels like they had an assembly every day. I don't know about you. Yeah. I mean, this is the Jews getting their mind right. 
Yeah. Get, just get, get your in mind back. Right. Get in the, this is this is the first like uh cleanse uh vacation, you know. <laughs> Going to the salt yeah, lodge. Yeah, yeah. Back back on uh, lodge. back on the same page as yeah. you know. Back where God wants. We're gonna to. do a bunch of hot yoga out in this field, and then we're gonna. I mean, basically, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's chapter eight. Uh, chapter nine. So chapter eight was all about you know don't worry be happy. Chapter nine is about actually do worry. <laughs> um, so they get to the twenty fourth day of the same month, the seventh month. And they gather, and they're like, all right, now it's time to fast and wear sackcloth and put dust on our heads. Because, yeah, you know, we did fuck up a lot. Well, that's how cults start. I mean, they lure you in with their ping pong and their pizza Fridays. And then they yeah. bring out the fucking, okay, now it's time to bring in our gold yeah. and bring in our wives. And Yeah, we're going to change you to the radiator and, now. And now i got to go on a camp trip with all the daughters. <laughs> Yikes. I mean, yes, that is how cults work. Uh so they basically um, separate themselves from all foreigners, which they've already done. Um, they stand in their places. They're confessing their sins. It's very Catholic. It's very like, uh, let's, you know. It's actually very I gotta, Jewish, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. I guess they invented it. Catholics stole it. Um, it's just what. Uh, Inherited. You know, it, I think they stole well, it. Oh, yeah, obviously. But you know, it's like, Jerusalem. well, I mean, inherited like the way like a programmer, like a class inheritance. It's some uh, sure. object-oriented programming shit. The nerds will get it. Yeah, shut Yeah, shut the fuck up. Um, so now they're having their downtime. They had their celebration at the beginning of the month. Back half of the month, it's time to feel bad about all the awful stuff we've done, which, that's, to be fair, has been a lot. That's how you do it, which is uh, which, is, which is why you have, like, Mardi Gras and then Lit. You know? Yeah. Exactly. If you know you're dedicating yourself to feeling like shit for a, uh, a while, you party first so it doesn't stink so bad. Exactly. This, I mean, the yeah, the, uh, I guess... Uh, secular version of it would be you know party all through new years and then yeah like make a resolution or whatever yeah, that's why like like right before sober october i do heroin <laughs> i wish so now uh what they do is they are gathering together all the kind of le- religious leaders they're getting the the levites together um and they basically go through the entire history of the jewish people yeah, it's, I mean, we'll break it down and then we'll come back because I think this is like the last chapter we're going to do. We're not doing, we'll, we'll stop at nine. Yeah, we're, we're already at an hour. Um, and, and we'll talk about kind of what's going on. But basically, they bring all the leaders and they're going to have a mass prayer that is also their history. Yes. Because um, it start. it's like, oh, yes, God who's above us, who's created all life and created the heaven and the earth and everything in it who found abram and then made him abraham and then there was fucking jacob who became israel you all know what the fuck we're talking about you know isaac and and then he saw us in egypt and freed us from egypt and we were wicked and then we had the golden calf incident and then joshua and then all these other fucking guys you know what the fuck yeah, i'm talking about they know the story um what stood out to me about this and something that i want to kind of talk about is it's reminiscent to me of like the uh, this whole recap starts to show a trend that I think looks like the like uh, I guess the civil civilization cycle. Voltaire talked about it. That history is uh, full of the sound of wooden clogs going upstairs and silk slippers falling down them. Right. That like you have some people, or another way of saying it is like. Uh, Good men make good times. Good times make like bad times. 
bad times make like make bad people. Uh, yeah, there could be that. I, I I'm out of my depth on this one. I remember there was a very specific concept, and I can't remember exactly where it started. I, I want to say it was like the early 1900s. Where sure. it was part of the, I mean, who knows? That's a guess. I can't remember exactly what I'm talking about, but it was part of the mentality that everyone knows that societies rise and fall. That is what they do. You know, yeah. um, you you have Rome, you have the Achaemenid Persian Empire, you have, uh, you know, England. You have you had all these civilizations that sort of rose up, and then you have this. I think in those cases, at least, you have a, a complacency. You know, yeah. like the rise and fall of Sparta. They, they they got too big for their britches. They got too many slaves. They reduced their citizens' count. They died. Uh, France, the French Revolution, Russian Revolution. You have these periods where societies rise and then they break down and they fall because they get too lax with their shit. Yeah, and I don't even – I think it's – I'm zooming in a little bit more than that. Mm-hmm. Like within the Roman Empire, which, yes, over time rose and fell, but it wasn't a straight arc. You know, there was little – ups and downs all throughout it. Like you would have a great guy like Augustus, right? Mm. The first Caesar uh, made things wonderful, was expanding the empire, etc. So then you get a couple guys after him that are lackadaisical and sh- things start going to shit. And then you got some guys that are born into like the shit and they become tough and they make it better again. So it's like, again, it's, it's kind of what you're saying, but it's even on a smaller scale that this is throughout the whole Jewish arc. They're doing that. They're undulating. Right. Uh, well, okay. Yeah, to, to, to bring it, because no one's going to know what the fuck we're talking about right now or how it relates I mean, to it. We, we haven't discussed it. But basically, it's a history of they, – they have a mass prayer. It's their entire history thus far, and it's all like God with his infinite mercy. The, the running theme is God with his infinite mercy lifted us up. And then we, because we are stubborn shitheads, fucked it all up. And then we got punished for it or we suffered for it. And then God in his mercy found us again and lifted us up. And that theme maintaining until you get to it. And then we fucked up. God sent us to Babylon and then he lifted us back up. And here we are. Which is fascinating that, again, this idea is pretty universal. It's a lot of people prescribe to it of, of things, you know, getting people get lazy, etc. But then what they're doing is they're taking the element of the tough guy out of it, of the guy that brings things back. They're removing him from that cycle and just inserting God as the reason that it turned around. It's kind of interesting. Well, I mean, this uh, is also the priests telling them the story. Yeah, know? of course, not, of course. But th- I mean, these aren't going to be stories because, you know, they talk about like, yeah, and then we were doing good and then we got Kings over us. And then that was a bad move. And then we fucked up. And then one of the Kings was good. And then we fucked up. And then, you know, this happened and that happened. And, you know, it, it's consistently, we fuck up. We are shitty. And then God's mercy lifts us back up so that we can fuck up again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's how they that's how they did it. <laughs> it's a it's a very. I mean, I guess you couldn't really rewrite their history too much, uh, you know, because you had like you have your Hitlers, you know, and, sure. and your few others who try to. I mean, I guess your Trumps as well, um, who kind of try to. The term's not exactly gaslight, but try to revision our history. You know, there was a time where we were great and everything was fine and we were always great and we were basically perfect. And then these other things kind of fucked it up for us. Whereas their history is kind of like, yeah, we had some good times, but we're shit. You know? Yeah. It's very self-deprecating that every, you know, it's not, they're, they're, 
they're the chosen people, sure, but there's not they're not pointing to examples of these chosen people doing great things. They're just pointing to examples of the chosen people doing awful things, and only because they're chosen by God are they brought back into like any form of prosperity. Um, I mean, it says here in, in verse twenty-eight, you know, have good ways through. But as soon as we as they were at rest, they again did what was evil in your sight. Like every time that we started to get good, we dropped the fucking ball. Which again. You know, what was God thinking when he chose them? <laughs> he had to have known this was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, and we, Maybe, we obviously, if you go back in old episodes we've talked about, it, almost every instance where they reference the Canaanites, the Canaanites just seem cool. It, they, they, don't, yeah, right. they, don't, they don't do a lot of great work explaining why the Canaanites are so evil. I, I, I assume there was a lot of incest and child sacrifice and, and that kind of stuff that kind of – Oh, yeah. They, they felt that I mean, I, here's the but. thing. Is there some – is there something beautiful about that, though? <laughs> like, well, I mean, taking it away from an actual dogmatic standpoint of like, are we talking I'm about going incest to- or child sacrifice? No, Jesus fuck. What, what are you talking about? Saying. I'm sa- the the are you idea to justify of ev- incest here. The idea that they're the chosen people and yet they can do nothing but fuck up, and God makes it better again, and like two generations later they throw it in the trash over and over <laughs> again, right? I mean, over and over and over again. And is there something to that outside of like again religious dogma? I'm not. I'm not saying that you should use this to like judge someone to hell, but as a as a is there something philosophical to that? that that's it. That's it. Does have an it. interesting flavor to it. Because again, yeah, th- this this whole verse is like everything good that's ever happened is God. You know, when they talk about the period of Joshua, it's not like, and then our mighty warriors stormed the city and, and sacked it. It's all God subdued the nations. He delivered them into our hands and it still wasn't good enough. We still fucked up. And the second God was like, okay, you guys are good. I just gave you Jerusalem. You, you're good now, right? They're like, yeah, yeah, we got it. And then the second he left, they fucked it up, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's just such an overdose of humility, you know, that everything bad is our fault and everything good is like arbitrary God gave it, it to us. It, it's like it's like the Jews are like this heroin addicted son who sucks dick underneath a bridge every chance he can get. And his dad yes. will just show up and like, hey, and he's like, oh, I fucked up again. I, I ran out of money. He's like, he pulls him in. And he's like, all right, I, I, I made your bed. I took you home. We're going to get you clean. And he's just keeping an eye on him for two weeks while the drugs get out of his system. And he's like, you're good now, right? I got you that job. He's like, you got it, dad. And then, like the second he's out of the house, he's like just unplugging the TV and carrying it away. You know, It's insane. I wrote junkies in the, in the <laughs> I did, in the column right here, in the, in the margin. Uh, and, and well, here's the thing is, and it, it's complicated because that's how that's how it feels when you look back at it but weren't we through the entire telling of these stories over and over and over again not thinking about the israelites as some awful people but instead thinking about god as this abusive father so now you know we're you're living through this lifespan of these people and the entire time you're like wow god is an asshole right and then you get to the end and you look back and you're like man those kids sucked which is total bullshit like they didn't. Are we? They were well, fine. Uh, yeah, that's that's our interpretation of what they're saying now. I, I mean, there's a reason that you that you specifically constantly referred to God as the deadbeat dad that would just show up to beat the shit out of you and then wonder why he, you didn't do what he liked. Well, their definition of the sin, you know, the the, the heroin that they're addicted to in this scenario was paganism, which. In the moment when you think about it, you're like, who cares? You know, like yeah. there wasn't that much to them. They just 
had multiple wives. They had some Asherah poles. They did sacrifices outside of sanctioned zones. And God's punishment was horrific. Plagues. Um, uh, and half the time it wasn't even stuff that bad. Yeah. It was even smaller things than paganism at a lot of points. Like that was more post Solomon before that. It was far more mundane things and, in a lot of cases. I, I think we're also just talking – yeah, now they're like, oh, our stubborn fathers, our, our ancestors who were too stupid to know what they had, you know, blah, blah, blah. And maybe that's just because of how – maybe it's like in the moment, you know, you, you, you know, when you're a teenager – and your dad's being a dick to you, and you're like, I just want to go have a good time with my friends in my flop house and get fucking high all day long. I mean, yeah. And your dad's like, you asshole, and he's beating you, and he's dragging you back, and you're like, you fucking cunt. All I want to do is have a good time, and all you're doing is stopping me. And then you turn 18, and then you go to prison for five years, and it's just yeah. rape. And then you come okay. out, and you're like, well, you know, having cereal and watching TV in my pajamas and not being raped every day wasn't so bad. I mean, there it wasn't like my dad was great about it. You know, beating me and dragging me out of the house and, like, stealing all my shit. You know, that was – at the time, that was tough love and it was abusive in its own right. But in retrospect to what the Babylonians did to me, wasn't so bad. Okay, yes. But first off, no, the Persians treated them a lot better than God ever did. <laughs> and, and then also, that you're what you're saying right now is assuming that this is all real and God was actually pulling the strings this whole time. No, I'm, I mean, I'm saying from their perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hear you. But it's just, uh, it's very weird how how the the narrative twisted that much that, you know, we stopped making that metaphor and now we're making this junkie metaphor. And we both did. You know, we both right. thought that. Versus the abuse of dad. Well, we're reading their words. That's their state. I mean, even the Jews. I know, but it's still fascinating. And, and I think maybe it's just also the fact that it's like God gave us this nation. God destroyed the Egyptians. God did the thing. And it's so much God did all these, but we were stubborn. And then God did this, 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 but we were stubborn. And God did this. When When you go back and read those chapters, it's like God did this, 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 this. And it's all evil shit. It's yeah. all famine and fire snakes and for for some small thing that fucking David himself did. Yeah, the people didn't even do. You know, it, it's so much more detailed than the previous chapters, and it's so much fucking wickedness, and it's so much things that you're just like Jesus. That was your response, and none yeah. of that is in here except in like little bit. Like yeah, and then he punished us because we were wicked. It, it 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 it'd be like if you were on the outside. I, the way I would describe it is like the first chapters, you're a child and you're just seeing your dad beat the shit out of your mom, you know, and from yeah. your perspective, it seems like it's a lot. And then these chapters are like from the point of view of the neighbor where you're just like, well, she has a house and she has a dog and she has a, a minivan. I don't know what her fucking problem is. You know? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And yeah, she it's... left the mop out and she burned the roast. I don't know, bro. It sounds like she earned it. It also reminds me of like a POW secretly sending a, a message in a picture or something because you get these parts and where they're just beating the shit out of themselves, right? Of their of their yeah. ancestors, and they're like in the middle of all that. Verse thirty two. Now, therefore, our God, the great God, mighty and awesome, who keeps his covenant of love, which I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, they say, do not let all this hardship sh- seem trifling in your eyes. The hardship that's come on us and our kings, et cetera, et cetera. So they're still saying like, hey, listen though, we you know. Yeah, we fucked up a lot, but we also kind of, you know, got the shit kicked out of us. Like, don't forget that we paid the penance. However, you are just in all that has befallen us. (laughs) Yeah, there is that part. But you have dealt faithfully, but we have done wickedly. Neither our kings nor our princes. 
So it's like so they could they couldn't even follow through with the thought of hey this has been rough without falling back to but we did deserve it. Yeah, <laughs> like, but we're you're right. We we earned it. We earned it. It's um yeah. It, it's I I I think we've talked about it enough. Where yeah. it, it's a little bit like eh, all right okay so you and, and yeah they they there are broken people. And, yeah, I think it shows a lot about the psyche of their culture, you know. And maybe it's kind of like a Breaking Bonaducci moment, you know. Do you know? You ever watch that show? No. Oh man, Danny Bonaducci from what was that show he used to be on? It doesn't. Oh yeah, matter. All in the Family or some, some shit. shit. Yeah, I think he had. I think he was with the Osmonds. I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh, not important. Doesn't matter. But he had a he had a show called Breaking Bonaducci, where it was him and his family, and the whole show was about how since he was a child actor, since that point. His career is kind of stalled, and he's got nothing going on, and he's just kind of fucking bipolar and crazy and alcoholic and nuts. Yeah. But he has, but the fo- the show really focuses on his wife and their daughter, as they're kind of trying to be like, "Hey, stop being such an asshole," you know, calm your tits, like just relax, like you don't need yeah. to be so fucking crazy all the time. And the show kind of follows him, just spiraling out of control until I think eventually he loses his wife and daughter. Jesus. And then they kind of, like, come back and make amends. But that, that's kind of what it feels like. Like, when Bonaducci finally, at the end of it, when he finally gets his kids back and he's been living by himself and realizes that his actions have consequences. For the brief moment before she eventually divorced him in real life. Uh, <laughs> it was this kind of, he's like, yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. You know, me getting drunk and cheating on you and, and being a jealous dickhead all the time who all I did was work out and do steroids and fight people that knew you because I thought they were cheating on you with. That was that was wrong and you guys were so good and I know my family and I love my family and all I want is you back. And it's like, eh, yeah. You know, like in, in the moment when we saw you doing it, you were angry at them and you were pissed that they were fucking up your good time. And now in the aftermath of the dire consequences of your actions, you're like, yeah, that was wrong of me to do it. And oh boy, I'm so sorry. Please take me back. Please take me back. Please take me back. I'm, I mean, yeah, but these are the sins that are fathers as well. So it's hard to even. Well, it's a totally different level of fucked up. I mean, I think that might be a cultural thing. I mean, because yeah, of course. you know, the whole thing like you fucked up, so all your descendants are going to feel this. You know, and I wonder if there's other examples of cultures having this level of like regret, and because it's it's fascinating to me, really. Like it's a uh, it's dark, uh, and it's it makes you feel for the people, really. Well, you know, I mean. The the final uh-huh. the final verse I think really sums it up because they're just like yeah our oh yeah ancestors, that one's a doozy our ancestors were wicked and you showed mercy and they were fucking and they deserved it but here we are servants today and the land that you gave to our fathers to eat its fruit and the bounties we're still here as servants and yeah. it yields much as slaves yeah, but yeah and it yields much increase to the kings you have set over us. Because of our sins. So, you know, and dominion over our bodies and our pleasure. Everything we do is at their beck and call. So we are making another covenant with you and our leaders and our priests shall write it. So it's like, it's like, yeah, you know, our, we had good. Our ancestors had a good and they fucked it up. And here we are still being punished, you know, and even though we have this covenant, our lives are shit. And all this bounty that's before us, all our rich lands... It really just goes to our masters because we are slaves, you know. Yeah. So it's rough. Um, I think this is the final covenant too. So there's the one with Noah, and then Abraham had one, Moses had one, David had one. This is the new covenant, kind of the final. Unless there's a thing. unless there's a weird secret covenant 
in some yeah. of because this is this is a covenant of the people, so you kind of have to have like I think the rest of the stories are kind of smaller scale. Uh, yeah, this is definitely yeah. You get to you zoom in on Job and Jonah and etc. Yeah, whereas this is like the last time you have a governor and the head priest and all of the people kind of coming together to be like, okay, we all agree to do this. We are yeah. the Jews. And th- this is slightly off topic, so I won't delve too far into it, but. This is kind of, we're getting, again, we got another episode in here uh, for Nehemiah, but we're getting near the end of their people's story, but we're still, as we progress through the rest of the Old Testament, we're going to see like some crazy shit, like uh, prophecy, Mm -hmm. right? Of stuff that isn't going to happen in the Old Testament that Christians believe happen in the New Testament. So I'm really excited to read some of those prophecies and see if we agree that they line up with what ends up happening in the New Testament. Oh, Yeah, that would be funny. Well, I, I, I don't really know that much about the authorship of the New Testament. I, I know the alleged story is that you had a couple of dudes that were there with a brown yeah, Muslim-looking dude, a brown yeah. Jew-looking Middle Eastern guy, and they were talking about some shit that happens, and they blew it out of proportion. But Yeah, it was Jesus and the 12 hijackers or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, <laughs> the 12 Antifa terrorists yeah, yeah, running yeah. around doing commie shit. Um but I'm not sure if it's an example of sort of a Nostradamus effect where the prophecies are vague and then they try to make it fit. Or if the prophecies are very specific and they kind of force their events to match, you know, or write yeah. their stories to be very specifically matched. I, I, I don't know anything yeah, again, about Yeah, not to get too far into that because we're going to do it. It's just going to be a while. Right. Uh, but it, it makes me think – the reason I thought about it was because you can feel us drawing to the end of this narrative. Right. And that's kind of all that's left. So one of the things, I mean, I, well, I think Nehemiah is going to be a major watershed moment because we are ending the history of the Jewish people. And one of the things I'm confused about is I haven't heard from Satan yet as an entity. Oh, sure. They, they mentioned yeah. him briefly, briefly, briefly when they talk about David's census. Yeah. You know, um, where. They say, and even then, it's kind of just the nemesis or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Some, some vague enemy. He, devil, Satan, all that bullshit. That's part of the Old Testament, right? Or is that all New Testament? It's mostly New Testament. Um, I think most of the Old Testament things are more like innuendo or uh, interpretive. You know, there's not, it's not hammered in. And this is one of the things, and this is too much of a conversation to, to get into. Let, let, let's finish the episode, and then let's talk about Satan and uh, the Ayatollah Khomeini. Okay, I don't know shit, but we will. Okay. Um, all right. So yeah, if do you want me to wrap it up? Well, let's. Yeah, I, we talked enough about this shit. I think you we're got done it. With that, that's nine, the end then. of chapter nine. They're like, yeah, we fucked up. Here's the history of our people. Also, our lives are still kind of shit, but at least we got you, God. Yeah, precisely. Um, so that said, if you don't already, follow us on Twitter at Bible Pimps, and if you want to send us an email, you can be the second person to do that. Besides the spam we get. It's going to be a revelations podcast at gmail.com. Uh, so what did you want to well, say about the devil? I was just curious about, so culturally, I've heard a lot of shit about the devil. And a lot of it is from fucking dumbest shit Republicans who talk yeah. about the devil like they know everything about him. You sure. know, like, oh, well, that's what the devil does. You know, the devil does that, you know, and, and the devil was an angel that fell after a war with God and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, is that real? And I kind of found out and i don't know if this is true or not but then i heard from another source that like most of what we consider the devil 
is actually culturally from fiction that happened well after the writing of the Bible. Faust and uh, Paradise Lost. Oh, yes. You know? Yes. They're all... Okay, so there is very real devil scenes in um, the New Testament, Mm -hmm. and he's alluded to more heavily. But yeah, like the picture that we have of him and the ideas of hell... Mm-hmm. Hell is definitely Faust, right? The circles of hell and all that shit. Well, that's uh, uh, the, the circles. Yeah, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> that, the point from fiction, right? From po- post who, who is that? Uh, Dante's Inferno? Dante's Inferno. By... I think it's Faust. No, that, Faust is an American author. Uh, Ale- yeah. Alighieri, it's, I think. It's an Italian author that wrote Oh, yeah, Dante's you're right. Inferno. Dante Alighieri. I'm dumb. Yeah. The point is that um, the... Jesus meets the devil or hangs out with him at one point or a guy that's pretty much we understand to be the devil, mm-hmm. like a uh, could be some sort of fallen angel type situation. But the devil meets him in the desert and tries to tempt him, you know, the whole temptations of Christ thing. Mm-hmm. So that's he's there. He's an entity, at least, as opposed to like, I feel like in the in the uh, Old Testament, you know, dealing with the Jewish people, it's more of a, an idea, right? Like that you would be like, oh. Well, the way that we would talk about greed or something that it's see I a part of us. I always thought of them cuz we've had rival gods before that you almost never hear about anymore. Like True. in the Joshua time frame it was like oh and then Baal was doing some shit and we had to smack him and down. And Baal was there. Yeah. yeah, that's true. You know, and, and that whole like is Baal an aspect of their faith in the first place, you know, it, you know, yeah. w- was what was the Semitic faith already polytheistic with all these different, you know, you have a Shira, Which it certainly Baal, was. And, I mean, we had the bullshit and, you know, you know, L. Yeah, and L and all these things. And then they kind of like, as they were trying to figure out what the fuck their religion is, they were like, no, no, no. It's just it's just God and all the bull and all that stuff. That's that's Yeah, what got left on the cutting room floor, because so to speak. we had instances where they refer to those other gods as rivals who have power. And in my mind, could totally be stand-ins for the nemesis. Baal could totally be the opposing one. Yeah, but by the, I see that. by the time we get here, you just, and I think because the cultures that worship those cultures are destroyed by now, uh, by the time we get to those guys, it's like they're non existent, you know? Yeah. So I kind of want That's fair. It's just. We'll, we'll get into more. I want to read more about the devil in the Old Testament and see what I just, we can find uh, out. I just remembered, like, uh, I remember <laughs> in the lead up to Trump's election in 2016. Uh, I worked in a dumb fucking place with a bunch of dumb fucking people, and I met multiple. I, I would say thirty percent of the people I worked with were convinced Obama was the Antichrist. Well, and um, I would be like, "What do you like? In what way?" And they're like, "Well, you know, I and and they're like, well, I I think it's the truth, man. You know, you ever hear the way he talks? I just see six six six, and I know he's the devil. And a lot of people <laughs> say a lot of you know, and it's known that the devil will rise from a foreigner." And I'm like, what are you talking about? And the fact of the matter is, is that they, their idea of the devil and the Antichrist and all these things that they believe with every ounce of their being, I yeah. would say a fraction of it is actually from the Bible. And most of it is cultural. Oh, absolutely. Uh, cultural ideas the, that they the have left worked behind their series. Shit, and the Left Behind series. It's from series. the Left Behind yeah. series. I mean, we are going to talk about the beast, which is the Antichrist or whatever, in. Um, in Revelations, but man, Jesus, that's like two and a half, three years off. So <laughs> but a little was, ahead of ourselves. It was, it, it was just so mind-boggling. I was like, wait a minute, you're basing your life, not even on the actual fucking book that you claim to be unadulterated fiction. You've now taken fucking fanfic nonsense 
and then warp that yeah. into your worldview and are treating it like as if it's fact. I just don't. What are you doing, man? And, and to me, I the was word, like, so the whole. I was like, they're like, no, the Bible's true. I was like, we. You obviously can't tell the difference between fact and fiction. That's how you. That's how you got here in the fucking first place. Yeah, I mean, the worst though is, or not worst, but just as bad or worse in its own ways. Whenever the uh, you hear like libs being like, oh, if anyone's the Antichrist, it's Donald Trump. And it's like, do you really think that fucking retard is like the best <laughs> that Satan would be able to send out? <laughs> I would love it if, God, I would love it if Satan's like crewed up hell and he's like, all right, we've got Hitler, right? Right. We've got Stalin <laughs> and we've got this dumb fucking asshole. All right, put him up there. I want him to. Uh, <laughs> I want him to have a reality TV show. <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. Uh, I, I want him to not be able to string sentences together, and I want half the nation to immediately hate him. <laughs> the charisma is just going to draw the world together yeah, against yeah. Christ. Then, uh, all right, uh, while we're on that, because uh, you know what, fucking, this will be a long episode. People already know when the episode is. I want to talk about uh, the fact that, uh, and this is a, this is one of those like Republican sticking points that they're like their messaging that they've all decided to latch onto. Is that yeah. Twitter banned Trump for inciting violence and hate speech, and all his little his his Trump kids are out there being like, oh, so the Ayatollah Khomeini can have five different accounts so they can translate his hate speech into Italian and other languages, but Donald Trump is banned. Let's discuss. That's a that's a point. Um, yeah, man, I don't think he should have been banned. Uh, as stupid as he is, I mean, I'm block him if you don't like him. I, think I don't it's know. Funny. But what's up? I think it's funny that he was banned. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's it is hilarious. Applauded. There's no question. Uh, just imagining uh, to be a fly on the wall when they told him, you know, must have been. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that'd be amazing. I, but, I would but, love it if you. Uh, it's not even when they told him. I would love it when he's like, "I got a fucking great tweet." He's like, "What? My login's not working." <laughs> oh, you know they told him. Yeah, but uh, regardless, um, you're regardless. Huh? I think that it's stupid that they did it. I mean, he's. Whatever. To say he incited it, yeah, sure, in a way he did, but I, you know, he didn't tell he didn't tell him to brain that dude with an extinguisher. I mean Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean he did tell them let's go to the Capitol and let's get fucking mad. Uh Okay. That doesn't mean yeah, attack the police, but I do also think like that when you say incite a riot, it is different than like conspiracy. You know, it, it, he incited a riot. It, it, it's no different than when that um you know, when you're in the actual, I'm going to say the fucking riots, you know, and there's a bunch of people going, like, let's burn this fucking building down, you know, like, you yeah. know, or let's get angry. Let's show up at the Capitol. Let's teach them a business. You know, if you're if you have a group of people that you're then stoking to anger and then they go out and do something, I, I think you hold some responsibility for that. Um, I mean, saying they did something is kind of I mean, did they? I barely, uh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I but guess. I, I guess my point is, I, 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 I agree. I agree that if the Ayatollah Khomeini is going to say like, "Hey, let's destroy Israel," and I advocate for genocide against every Jew alive, and that's yeah, going to that get a pass. Get you know, I, I just think, I just think it's. I mean, you know, Twitter just doesn't give a shit about that. They're like, "Yeah, that's some brown guy way over there." I, I don't know. It's got nothing to do with me. But some dude attacking the Capitol and all our employees getting pissed off about it, and it being well, that's attack, what did it. Yeah, it being an attack on the country we currently live in. I understand it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't care. I don't think they should have banned him. It's the that was the. You know, it is funny, but we're gonna we're gonna miss those posts. Honestly, <laughs> I already do. I they were they were fucking yeah. crazy, and and it would yeah, have been rough. it would have been. I mean, because now I gotta go on fucking parlor. I I was looking forward to the spiraling decline 
And now I got to fucking create a parlor account. It's so much work. You know? Yeah. Um, and he's not even going to be on there, I don't think. That's a ruse. I, I like the idea of the deposed king down in the fucking valley being like, I was great once. And I was like, shut up, you old bitch. And they're just throwing shit at him, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, I think I think it was kind of one of those things that it didn't come out of nowhere. People have been asking Twitter, why haven't you banned him when they're banning, like, Milo Yiannopoulos? It wasn't something out of nowhere. They, buy, they, ba- they banned Milo Yiannopoulos. They banned a bunch of others. They've had very clear terms of services, and they were addressed specifically. We're like, well, we're not going to ban him while he's still president because he's a public figure, and we think it's important for our platform or whatever. And everyone was like, yeah, you're not going to ban him because t- Twitter wouldn't even exist without Trump. You know, he's the one that brings it with it. And then now they're like, eh, we're done. Snip. Yeah. Snip. Yeah, I don't care too much. That's definitely a fact, but uh, I would prefer that he wasn't banned. Whatever. Fair enough. End of the day, it's not going to really affect me too much. Uh, nothing ever does. Until they ban a Revelations again. <laughs> <laughs> then they'd have gone too far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then we go to the Capitol or wherever Twitter is. I don't know. <laughs>